You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. The serious side of the J. Rouse Show is coming up next right here on the TJRS Radio Network online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. 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 No more, it's none of my business. No more, I'm sure they'll work it out. No more, boys will be boys. No more, I'll say something next time. No more, why didn't she tell anyone? No more, she was flirting with him. No more, she's too smart to let that happen. No more, not my problem. No more, he didn't mean it. No more, why doesn't she just leave? No more, he said he was sorry. No more, she was drunk. No more, she was asking for it. No more, she seems just fine to me. No more, she should have been more careful. No more, we don't talk about that. No more bystanding. No more ignorance. No more excuses. No more. No more. No more. WWE Superstar Big Show here to tell you if you've been drinking, get a ride, take a cab, find another safe way to get home. Cops all across the country are cracking down on drunk driving. They will see you before you see them. Drive sober or get pulled over. Online radio at its best. Online radio at its best. I'm telling you, I am first very honored that you would join me tonight. He has a very limited time spot, so we want to bring in Mr. Alan Sarrell right away. Hey, how are you, Kathleen? You know what? I'm going to make you do what I do, baby. Man, what's crack a lacking, baby? What's crack a lacking? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Rowe Show. Don't try to call me out, princess. You can take your love and true purpose and stick it. She's a bitch. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. Iranian President Hassan Rouhani is warning that his country is facing difficulties because of renewed U.S. sanctions, but must not surrender to American pressure. The BBC's Andy Beach reports that Rouhani warned that Iran's economic troubles could be even greater than it was than it, when it was subject to international sanctions in the 1980s during the war with Iraq. Iran's president is feeling the heat. The pressures by our enemies, he said, is a war unprecedented in the history of our Islamic revolution. During the war, we didn't have a problem with our banks, oil sales or imports and exports. But I don't despair. I have great hope for the future, provided we're united. His rallying cry comes amid growing anger at a slump in the economy caused by sanctions and sustained pressure from Washington over the country's nuclear program. The Trump administration renewed sanctions last year following the U.S. withdrawal from the Iran nuclear deal, the U.S. also beefing up its Navy and Air Force presence in the Gulf. The death toll from this weekend's attack on a five-star hotel in Pakistan is climbing. Authorities now say at least eight people were killed, including three gunmen. And Piers Abdul Sattar reports on the attack in the port city of Gawadar. Four people were also wounded in the attack that was carried out by the Majid group of the Baloch Liberation Army. 
Balochistan has been facing a separatist insurgency that is meant to seek independence from Pakistan. Baloch separatist groups accuse China of exploiting the natural resources of the province, an allegation rejected by Pakistan. Gawadar also has a strategically located deep seaport which is being operated by the Chinese. The insurgents have carried out many attacks in the last 15 years, some of which also targeted the Chinese projects. Abdul Sattar, NPR News, Islamabad. Today is the second to last day of voting in India's national elections. NPR's Lauren Prayer reports from Mumbai. More than 100 million people are eligible to vote on this day alone, including residents of the capital, New Delhi. This is the sixth of seven stages of voting, which will determine whether Prime Minister Narendra Modi gets another five years in power. Casting his ballot, Modi's main opponent, Rahul Gandhi, told reporters that while Modi uses hatred, the opposition Congress party uses love. He's referring to accusations that Modi's Hindu nationalist party has used hate speech against India's minorities and stirred fear of terrorism from arch-rival Pakistan. Voter turnout in the first five phases of voting has already exceeded two-thirds. The last day of voting is May 19th, and ballots will be counted on May 23rd. Lauren Fryer, NPR News, Mumbai. And you're listening to NPR News. Coming up next on The Serious Side. A new report claims President Trump's businesses were bleeding red ink while he bragged about art of the art of the deal. New York Times looked at IRS tax transcripts and information from the president's tax forms and found more than $1 billion in losses from 1985 to 1994. Mr. Trump lost so much money he did not pay income taxes in eight of those 10 years. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi today saying that President Trump obstructs justice every day by stonewalling House Democrats and in doing so is trying to push Democrats towards impeachment. Angela, do you agree? Um, I agree that he is trying to get impeached. Um, I believe that it absolutely would solidify his base. I still don't agree with Speaker Pelosi's, um, just her approach to this. Protests gathered at the Texas State Capitol following newly revealed video showing the controversial traffic stop of Sandra Bland. The 39-second cell phone footage recorded by Bland shows the moments before her arrest in 2015. She was found dead three days later, hanging in her jail cell. Her family is calling for a new investigation. Welcome to the serious side of the Jay Wilde Show with Mrs. Vanessa Maybell, Mr. Jerome Esprit, the official texter of the show, Mr. Johnny D, and Mr. Elias. Now here is your host, Jay Wilde. Good Sunday morning to you folks. Today is May 12th, 2019. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. Welcome to the serious side of the J.R.L. Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Like the man said, my name is J.R.L. Thank you so much for spending a portion of your Mother's Day with us. And, of course, like I say, I never share the stage by myself. Let me introduce you to some of the very best in the business. Let me, first of all, introduce this lady by saying Happy Mama's Day. She is the best big sister slash mama slash bossiest person that I know. Let's say good morning to the very lovely Miss Vanessa Maybelly from the Macadelli. Good morning, Vanessa, and happy Mother's Day. 
Good morning, Jay. And I do so love you. I really do. And good morning and happy Mother's Day to everybody out there, men and women that are having the role of a mother. Ooh, happy Mother's Day. See, I was going to ask you about that, about wishing men happy Mother's Day on Mother's Day. Ooh, okay, let me get the, yeah, you the man right who gets the first and last. Some men get yeah, whatever. Well, some of them get insulted when you don't whatever. wish them happy Mother's Day. Mm, well, let's ask the man who gets the first and last word here on Serious <laughs> Eye. The man who's really the undercover boss of the operation, the one and only Mr. L to the E. To the S. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Vanessa. Happy Mother's Day. And happy Good morning. Mother's Day Thank to all you. The, to all the lovely mothers out there. Thank you. All right, Mr. Elliott. Here's the question, sir. How do you feel? How do you feel about uh, 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 people wishing fathers happy Mother's Day on Mother's Day? How do you feel about that? Um, I don't agree with it because, uh, you know, something, man, it's just a man that is, you know, fulfilling the world as a parent. Like, just like a, father, like a woman on Father's Day when they say happy Father's Day to all the women was, a woman just fulfilling the role as a parent. So that's just my opinion. Huh. You know. Okay, well, we lost Vanessa. Maybe you messed, Maybe you made her mad. She hung up. <laughs> well, okay. All righty then. Well, look, I mean, you know, I feel some type of way about that as well, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I don't. All right, 347-850-1272 is our call-in number. Uh, Johnny D. I'm going to share. Johnny D's out again today, but I'm going to share with you what's going on with Johnny D. I mean, I think you guys would be very, 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 um, very, should I say, inspired uh, about what's going on with him. We'll talk about that. Inspired. That's the word that I made up. Inspired. Uh, mm-hmm. What's going on with him and what he's up to? I think it's going to be a good thing. Johnny D's out today. Jay, He'll wait. be back not Jay, next week, wait. but week. At, yes, Vanessa. I was trying to do my spiel, but I'm yes, we can do it. Yes, I'm yes. so so. I apologize with my soul. Yes. My dog yes, hit the card, yes, not the phone out of my hand. Liz, why did you say you didn't think that men should be that happy mother? Because you know there are gay men that have the role of I want to know, Jay. I'm sorry. What did you say, Liz? Okay, Vanessa, can I, can I finish introducing everybody? That I'll let Mr. Elias no. answer. I promise. I promise you. Vanessa, okay, listen, Vanessa, all right, listen, Johnny D's not here this morning because he has some, he'll be back in a week and a half, the resident texter, official texter of the show, um, Jerome Spree, the smartest man in the world, joins us after his commitment to Clear Channel Radio, he'll be along, and of course, well wishes and happy Mother's Day to Kathleen Williams as well. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. let me break down what we're talking about this morning, I'm going to give Vanessa the mic because her mouth is hot. Here we go. So, broke bum, new reports are saying Donald Trump is broke and it is a fraud. When is people finally wake up and smell the coffee? I think we can answer that question. Hell no. no. I dare okay. you. Remember when you played the game of dare when you were a kid? Well, guess what? Donald Trump is playing that same game right now with Congress. Who's going to flinch first? And third set, we're going to take a look at some new video that came out pertaining to the Sandra Bland arrest and quote, murder. Mm. So we'll talk about that all coming up next. So now, Vanessa, let me get out of your way and let you have this dialogue, a very short dialogue, I must remind you, between you and Mr. Elias. Go. It's all yours, Vanessa. Okay. Elias, I apologize. 
the, I just did not hear what you said mm-hmm. about men being. When I say that, I do have gay friends that have roles as women, and they are a little insulted when you do not wish them happy Mother's Day because they are a man. I also have men friends that raise their children, and though they are fathers and mothers, like my mom was a mother and a father to me because they were divorced, so my dad wasn't always around. So my mom would always want us to tell her, well, I'm also mama and daddy, you know, whatever. But I'm just saying that's just the point of view from over here. What was your point of view? I missed it. I really want to hear it. Well, I just I just feel that 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 that, uh, that you can only have a mother and a father. That's just it. That's that's the way that's the way it was intended. You have you have a mother and you have a father, and the father is uh, supposed to be celebrating on Father's Day, and the mother's supposed to be celebrating on Mother's Day. And to me, that parent is any parent like you and Bobby are going to go all out your way to uh, uh, to do what you're supposed to for your child. Now, Bobby wasn't there. You still continue on. Say something happened to Bobby. God forbid, please, God forbid something happened to Bobby. You still will go on and be the same mother to your to your daughter. But if your if your daughter needed something, you would still do the same things that you would be doing now, regardless. What about gay couples? Gay couples. What about gay couples of the same sex? They're the same sex. Okay, they're two fathers. They get one holiday. Two mothers. They get one holiday. One mother, Thank you for that. <laughs> God fathers. bless you, and God bless That's all the people that want to be called. Yeah. The daddies that want to be called mamas on this day. On day. day. Don't think so. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. Hopefully, the world famous chat room is open. And of course, we're communicating with you through. <laughs> <laughs> our, our normal channels of the social media world. So appreciate you hanging out. Once again, great show on tap for you. A little bit of extra juice for you on Mother's Day by the mom on the panel, Mrs. Vanessa Maybelli from the Macanelli. And I think I will probably comment on this a little later in the show. All right, coming up first, broke bum. News reports came out this week saying that Donald Trump was broke. He really ain't worth the money that he says he's worth. Let's listen to this report from CBS and we'll talk on the other side. He'll be quiet but still. Online radio at its best. The New York Times reports President Trump suffered business losses of $46.1 million in 1985 alone. But despite losing so much money, he did not see a decline in his standard of living because most of the wealth belonged to banks and investors. Plus, he leaned on his father. I got a small loan, started a business, and... It's now worth billions and billions and billions of dollars. President, and during this time, his best-selling book, The Art of the Deal, was released. In it, he shares advice about making money. I've made a fortune by using debt. And if things don't work out, I renegotiate the debt. I mean, that's a smart thing, not a stupid thing. And I made a fortune. How do you renegotiate the debt? Because you go back and you say, hey, guess what? The economy just crashed. I'm going to give you back half. Unlike other presidents, Mr. Trump has never made any of his tax returns public. He has brushed off the question, why not, many, many times. I had no problem with it. But while I'm under audit, I would not give my taxes. What about a summary, uh, though? You don't, learn, you don't learn very much from tax. Hey, John, you don't learn very much from tax returns. Let me tell you right now. Just this week, Treasury Secretary Steven Mnuchin defied a request from House Democrats to release President Trump's tax returns, claiming the request lacks a legitimate legislative purpose. Democrats who want to beat Mr. Trump in 2020 are already making his finances an issue. Hey, President Trump, my wife and I just released 
10 years. Please do the same. Let the American people know how much well, President Trump has apparently seen this investigation just minutes ago. He tweeted his response saying real estate developers in the 80s and 90s were entitled to massive write-offs and depreciation. He goes on to say it was almost sport to renegotiate with banks. I think he was talking about this with you, Nora. Now, our CBS News business analyst, Joe Schlesinger, says it is normal for small-time investors to claim a loss, but nothing for something like this for someone who's claiming such large ones and investing billions of dollars over years. Those numbers are stunning. Ouija, thank you. Online radio at its best. Okay, so President Trump is broke. And the bottom line is, or was broke, the, here's the deal. Maybe I'm misspeaking here, Mr. Elias. The guy is not what he said he was, okay? He's a fraud. The bottom line is, is that people that follow him don't want to believe the hype. They, they, they don't want to believe what the news is telling them. This guy, Trump, you know, I talked about it, wonder how people went to, you know, Guyana and died and, you know, put on a black jumpsuit and put on some black Nikes and drank Kool-Aid and died. I can see how. There are people in this country who are so mesmerized by this guy and will jump off a building for this guy that they don't believe what they're seeing. So bottom line is, Mr. Elias, why, with all this information out there, why do people continue to believe that this guy is some type of bitch? Man, when reports came out saying that he lived off his daddy's money, and if his daddy wasn't rich, he'd be bumped somewhere in uh, Upper New York. Well, actually, he wouldn't be in Upper New York; he'd be somewhere else because he couldn't afford to be there. So, so why do people believe this, Mr. Elias? Because, man, they, you know, he's he's created a facade, so that you know, I, I've been saying for the longest that he is not as rich as what people think he is. I've been saying that since day one. And I, I knew I wasn't wrong. You know, you don't want to release your tax returns for two reasons. Either you're doing something illegal or you're not as rich as what people think you are. This guy was not as rich as what people think he were. He's a horrible businessman. He was not paying. He was losing money. How do you, how, okay, how do you lose money at a casino? Every casino, think about this, every casino that he has run has went under. He had a casino here in Gary, Indiana. Barton had to buy him out, and he bought him out for a significant loss. Right? He had the Taj Mahal. And Atlantic City. Lost that. Oh, he shut Atlantic lost City it. down. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the reason he why it's, it, uh, it's under now. Yes, he shut it down because he was losing. It was bleeding money. That's the reason he shut it down. Look, man, this guy's a horrible businessman, and people are not going to believe it because they don't want to believe that he's, a, he's, he's, he's who he is. Like Maya Angelou said, if somebody tells you who they are, believe them. Well, you know, at the end of the day, Vanessa, you know, casinos lose money. I mean, I mean, that's not, I guess it's not out of, out of the norm per se. But I guess the thing that's really crazy about this guy, no, you can go back and look at Vegas. There are casinos that are shut down in Vegas. Somebody else took ownership of them. I mean, business is business. But I guess the bigger point with this man, Vanessa, is the fact that how he gets people at high levels to believe in the Trump facade. Like Mr. Elias says, this guy is a phony. I mean, he is the greatest, the one thing I will give him, he is the greatest con man this country and this world, in my opinion, has ever seen. How do you con yourself to the highest office in the land? I mean, you've got to give him credit. 
For this guy to be as dumb as he is, as simple as he is, he doesn't read. You have people in the White House putting out, you know, people in the White House are intentionally leaking stuff to the press because they want to put this man, they're trying to find some way to put barriers on him. Remember that letter that came out a long time ago? It was called that article that was in one of the papers saying that we are the resistance within the Trump White House. We are the ones that stopping him from doing some of the nonsense that he wants to do. We ignore his orders. I mean, people are not reading this stuff because you know why? The greatest comment in the world set this up a long time ago. In 2015, by the term, by two words, fake news. So fake now, news. no matter what the news say, Vanessa, nobody believes him because he has put this out there that they are against me. And you, my followers, you guys should believe what I say because my name is Pastor Jim Jones. So we're going to go to an hour, you're going to drink some Kool-Aid, and this is going to be the end. What say you, Vanessa? <laughs> First of all, Jay, let me say that not all casinos are losing money because Fatita, who is home of Houston, Texas, is making money no, with Golden Nugget no, I didn't hand say over that. fist. No, I'm, I'm, yeah. no, no, I'm not saying that they all lose money. I'm saying that it's not, you know, casinos have gone out of business before, so that's nothing yeah. new because Trump's associated with it. My point was the bigger picture. This guy, is a, he, he is a flawed business person. Matter of fact, he's not a business person. He lives off his name. And like Mr. Elias said when he first went into office back in the day in 2017, he's going to use the White House as a pocketbook, and that's what he's doing. He's using the White House to replenish his funds because daddy's gone. Daddy is gone. There's, there, there, there's, no open, there's no blank check for him to get anymore. So he's going to try to parlay money any way he can. Go ahead, Vanessa. Okay. Well, Jay, you are absolutely right. He is going to parlay money because what he is doing is that hotel that he has down the street from the White House, people are staying at that uh, location because they feel like they have access to the president. Also, the Mar-a-Lago, or whichever the one is it's in Florida, he raised the membership to that one by like twenty-five dollars to $50,000 a person because those people feel like they have access to him. So his children his daughter, who is making deals with China and the other places because of her line of clothing and jewelry and stuff that you don't even hear about anymore. But that's what she's doing. Her husband is also in the willing and dealing to try to help his parents who have a business, and, and he's using what he can from the White House. So, you know, um, Elias did say that this man is not as rich as people think that he is. Trump has also said that he makes money off of his name being put on buildings, even though he does not necessarily own the building. People who, and God knows I'm not all of that, but people who are not money savvy, who don't know stock market, bonds, that kind of stuff, real estate, don't realize that some of the stuff that Trump has, Trump doesn't outright own it. He has debt on it. And if you got debt up against it, because when you do your financial portfolio to go get some big money, they want to know your assets and they want to know your liabilities. And if you put up his liabilities up against his assets, he's in the hole. That's the reason why they're going after Deutsche Bank wanting to find out how are y'all loaning him money if he's this far in the hole. We want all y'all records. And they're giving up the records. They're giving it up because people want to know how are you loaning this kind of money. 
when he's got these many, this much in bills. So it's like some people say, well, he's rich. I want to be like him, so hopefully he'll help us. Well, no, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't help me in the middle class when it came time to tax time. Now, my daughter, on the other hand, her and her husband got all of this money sitting over there in pay scales. She was laughing, L.E.S., because she was like, oh, my God, I don't have to write a check this year. So we were like, what? She did not have to write a check. She had more income coming in than me and Bobby in different areas, and she didn't have to write a check. You think me and Bobby wasn't sitting up here pissed off because ours was through real estate and hers was through working income? So she has set stuff up, not for the poor, not for the middle class, but a certain six-figure income level where you can't write certain stuff off if y'all did any kind of taxes. So these people, and I'm not saying they're trailer park, I'm not saying that they're poor, I'm just saying that they don't understand what he's doing financially. They don't get it. He ain't but, helping them. But is, Trump could care less about But isn't that a part? But, but, but think about this, y'all. Isn't this the reason why? Let me tell you why I say this guy is the greatest. The one, He is the greatest comment on the face of this planet. Because it's a fact that 90% of, of Americans don't follow the news like we do. They, they don't. And so what he does is he put out the big shining light that's going to attract people's attention. The local no, news don't to. cover the in-depth stuff that we nope. cover on a weekly basis and that we watch. So what, what does he do? He does something major so it could be covered at the local level. And so when people are just watching the news, they'll see, oh, you know, the president did this. Okay, that's it. They're not going to look and say, well, okay, you know, is there something shady going on behind this? This guy, you know, like you talked about Trump Tower. Once again, this guy it's is a guy who knows day. that people people are not looking at this as, oh, he's just a guy that's leasing out his name. Oh, Mary Trump owned all these buildings. No, he does not. But that's a part of the smoke <laughs> and mirrors because you think he owns all this stuff. He doesn't own this stuff. He's he's just like these NFL stadiums that allow people, right, to put their yep. names on the stadium for advertising. But he hasn't. He's turned it. Look, like like, like my man said in, in, in Boomerang, you got to reverse it. So what he did, Mr. Elias, he said, instead of me paying you to put my name on your bill, I'm going to allow you, you're going to pay me for my name to be on your building. And it's yep. just, so mm-hmm. I'm going to get all the accolades. I'm going to get all the accolades because people think I own this stuff because I know most Americans are too stupid and simple to go do the research and realize that I don't really own a whole bunch of nothing. Oh, I got a million dollars from my daddy. Well, the president said he got a million dollars from his daddy. That's all Americans here. And look how much he's but worth. Jay, he Americans are not going to go to take the next step, Vanessa. Vanessa, they're not going to take the next step to realize that he didn't get a million. He got $400 million from his pops. They're not going to take the next step. The Mueller situation, the reason why Barr came out, Mr. Elias, and said what he said, hey, he was, there was no collusion. He got out in front of that report because they know that that was going to be the major headline. People were like, oh, okay, well, there was no collusion. Hey, back to my regular life. People like us are saying, oh, yeah. hell no, there's got to be more to it. And guess what? There is more to it. But the local news is not going to cover that. This guy is a genius. He's putting out there what he knows. 
Yes, he is, Mr. He's a liar. He's, He's a, a genius. Liar. He's a genius. He's a liar. He is a genius. Guys, he is a genius when it comes to fraud and it comes to manipulation. He is a genius. He's a con man. And you guys who are listening to my voice have bought into the con. Oh, this this is the worst. This was the worst worst situation. No president has ever uh, walked into the Oval Office in this situation. That is just a bald-faced lie. Yeah. Thank God he didn't have a surplus as far as he didn't have a surplus on, on the debt. Uh, thank God that Barack Obama came when he did. I know you folks that love Trump. I'm just making your blood blood cringe. But thank God Barack Obama came when he did. Because if this fool would have came in during the Great Great Repression, boy, man, we all be singing. Nobody knows the trouble I've been. Nobody knows my sorrow. I mean, it, this is nuts. But that's okay because shows like ours need to point out that nonsense. And if you're listening to this show and if you're a Trump supporter. Boo, boo, boo on you, because you're not paying attention to the facts. You have prominent Republicans, Mr. Elias, who are out there, uh, who are against this man, saying this guy is destroying democracy. And what the Republicans are doing in Congress, oh, my Lord. Lindsey Graham, Hmm. somebody needs to take him out back and beat his ass. And bitch McConnell. I wish that... Here's the thing, too, that's so crazy. Americans, listen to me, you folks that follow Trump. They think you're stupid because these same people who are saying these things, uh, Mr. McConnell, uh, the the Mueller reporter said what he had to say, and this is over. But go back and rewind when President Clinton was being impeached. That fool was on the Senate floor saying what the Democrats are saying about Trump today. They're freaking two-faced. It. This stuff is out there for you right. to go find. You don't have to go that far. Go go back to Benghazi. I mean, how many times they investigate Benghazi? Come on, man. Stop the madness. How this many is times nonsense. They Benghazi? How much money did they waste? And they still like, here's the here's the biggest difference with Benghazi. No convictions. Zero convictions. And the Mueller investigation. How many convictions? This is ridiculous, but they won't. They won't get no problem into it because they don't want to get rid of Trump because he's a puppet. You know what? Oh my God! How many times have he? How many times has he tweeted? How many times has he tweeted, Vanessa? No collusion. No collusion. People, you listen. Remove Trump. Take Trump's name off of it, and think of any common criminal who kept saying, keeps saying the same thing over and over and over and over again. This guy is obstructing justice, which we'll talk about in the next set, in plain sight. But you people won't wake up and smell this nonsense. This is crazy. Go ahead, Vanessa. I'll give you the last word on the set. Jeez. You, know, you are really on it this morning, Jay, I have to tell you. This is nonsense. You know what? This is my thing. And everybody who is listening, I don't care if you support Trump. I don't care who you support. But if somebody won't show you something, they are defiant of not showing you something. They're hiding something. And if they're hiding it and it's that important to them, what is it that they're hiding? Trump people that are listening, I could care less if you love Trump. It doesn't matter to me. Won't change my life any. 
but I do want you guys to stop and think. What is it that he is hiding? Where is his money coming from if he's so broke and lost a billion dollars? Doesn't Russia and Saudi pop into y'all head? Don't y'all realize that he is selling out the country for his own pocketbook of his children so that when he gets out of office, everybody with the last name Trump is going to be set? Stop and think, people. What are you getting out of him being in the president in the White House? What are you getting out of it other than right now the economy is pretty decent? I don't care if Obama did it, Trump did it, who did it. I don't care. What are you getting out of it? You're not getting any health care. You've been in office for three years. You ain't getting better health care. Your medicine bill ain't went down none. Your deductible going to the doctor's office ain't changed. Mine have it. What are you getting out of it? What can you write on a piece of paper that you have benefited what Trump has been in office? I just want somebody to call in and tell me what they have gotten by Trump being in office. That's all I want to say. I want somebody to call mm. in. Name Simple two words. Names. I like Name it. Name two. Simple. Simple. Uh, uh, simple, simple things. Name two things that uh, this guy said. All right, in this week's edition of Informative Celeste, something that you need to know. You know, it was reported before uh, Joe Biden announced that he was running for president that he reached out to Anita Hill, and Anita Hill said she wasn't impressed with the phone call. Now she's taking it a step further, and she's actually wrote an op-ed in one of the major newspapers. Dr. Jill Biden the former second lady, hopefully to be the new first lady, spoke out against this in an interview with NPR. It's time for this week's edition of It's Four Minutes or Less, Something That We Need to Know. We'll be right back. You're listening to the serious side of the J. Rowell Show, right here on the TGRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. You know, in elections around the corner when a barrage of political memoirs start coming out, the latest belongs to Jill Biden wife of former Vice President Joe Biden, who is running for president a third time. Jill Biden recounts some better-known stories of her life, like juggling what happens in the White House while teaching at a community college, or initially rejecting Biden's many marriage proposals years ago. But she also shares some intimate anxieties, including becoming a permanent presence for Biden's two young boys after they lost their mother and baby sister in a car accident. I had to be 100% sure that this marriage was going to work because they had already lost one mother, and I wanted to make sure that they didn't lose a second mother, you know, through divorce. So that was really important to me. Joe Biden's book is called Where the Light Enters, and a big part of her own story is navigating the role of political spouse. You make clear in your book that this is a family that makes decisions together. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to your husband's presidential ambitions, you, you haven't always thought it was the right time for him to run. No. You've nixed that idea right. before. Why do you and your family expect things to be different this go-round? Well, I know things will be different this time around, and we talked to our older children. And then just a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, we called our grandchildren together, all five of them, into the library, and we said, Pop's thinking about running And we said to them, this is going to be hard. You've been through races before. But if you don't want this to happen, we will not do this. And, I mean, they were so enthusiastic. Yes, Pop has to run. He has to run. This is his time. And I felt like it was his time, too, because Joe unites people. And I think that's what this country is looking for now. This presidential campaign comes at this moment in our culture 
where we are all paying so much more attention to allegations of sexual assault, allegations of sexual harassment. And in the week or so since your husband announced his bid for the presidency, critics have levied some claims against him. Mm-hmm. In particular, revisiting his role in the 1991 Clarence Thomas Anita Hill hearings. What do you remember of those hearings? Well, I watched the hearings like most other Americans. And um, so, I mean, Joe said, as I did, we believed Anita Hill. He voted against Clarence Thomas. I mean, he's called Anita Hill. They've spoken. He apologized for uh, the way the hearings were run. And so now it's kind of it's time to move on. Why did he wait until he was running for president to call her? Well, I guess it was just uh, just not the right time, maybe. So um, he he wanted to call her. I think he didn't know whether she would take his call. Mm-hmm. And he was so happy that she did take his call, and uh, they spoke. And I think he was, you know, I think they came to an agreement. A lot of people know your husband because he has been so transparent about his losses that have been announced over a lifetime, including the death of your son, Bo Biden, who died of cancer in 2015. Mm-hmm. And this is such a personal pain, and it's hard to imagine trying to endure it in the public eye. And you all went to great lengths to to make sure that it was personal when he was sick and getting treatment. Yeah, we, um, we really did not tell anybody, and uh, except for... Um, Barack and Michelle, and, uh, you know, Bo wanted to keep it private. He didn't want people to feel sorry for him, and and I have to tell you, Rachel, I mean, I, as a mother, I mean, I never thought he, he would die. I mean, I kept that hope till the end that he was going to live, and he was going to get well, and then he was going to go run for governor, and uh, and that was the hope we had, but we, we lived a double life. I spent every day at the hospital and then I have to go teach and then come back or have to go to an event and then come back to the hospital. So it was um, hard and that's what I I try to get across to my students, you know, that acts of kindness are so important because you never really know what's behind someone's smile. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Trump is goading us to impeach him. That's what he's doing. Every single day, he's just like taunting, 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 because he knows that it would be very divisive in the country, but he doesn't really care. Just wants to solidify his base. Welcome back in, 347-850-1272 is our call, number 347-850-1272. It's the serious side on a beautiful Mother's Day. Glad you ladies are in the house. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms uh, as we continue here on a beautiful Sunday morning. church services all over the country. Uh, Mother's Day, ladies are being honored, and uh, you should be honored for the work that you've done. And uh, But I'm going to say something here at the end of the show that 
I don't know. Maybe it may not be appropriate for Mother's Day, but I'm going to say it anyway because it's on my mind. All right. Boom, boom. We talked about that first set. Now, remember when you were a little kid, Vanessa, you played that game, you know, you know, I dare you. Somebody said, I dare you. I dare you to do it. Truth or dare, I dare you. Well, that's what Donald Trump's playing with, with uh, Congress right now. He is saying, look, I dare you to impeach me. I dare you to impeach me. And the bottom line is, is that now Democrats are sitting back saying, hmm, should we impeach? So here's a question, Vanessa, and this is a question that if anyone from Congress is listening, I have this question for you as well. What are you waiting on? Because we talk about the Republicans playing, playing politics when it comes to Donald Trump and some of the things that he does and that he do. But, but think about it from this standpoint, Vanessa. The Democrats are doing the same thing. Because they're looking at polling. Polling is telling them that impeachment is not important. Matter of fact, in Iowa, impeachment is like number four, number five. Health care is what people want to talk about. And so they feel that if people start talking about, if they start going down this path of impeachment, that they will not gain seats. It's already a narrow path to the Senate, as it says. They can still win it. It's in their favor, but it's narrow. But we talk about the Republicans falling in line with Donald Trump. But isn't this the same thing, Vanessa? Aren't the Democrats doing the same thing? Because the right thing to do is what Elizabeth Warren stood up and said in Congress. We need to impeach this man. He is breaking the law. And as long as we sit idle and allow him to do this, guess what? They are facilitators, and in my opinion, you know, folks that were part of the crime. Accessories to the crime. What say you, Vanessa? I don't. I don't think they should start impeachment proceedings well, see, you're, right you're, now. Okay, your po- politics. Politics, Vanessa. Why not? Why? He's breaking the law. Do you think if somebody, if you broke the law today, right, and the police and the authorities knew you broke the law, do you think they're gonna wait and come get you? Yeah, you know. We're not going to do it because she's a black woman and, you know, we don't want no nonsense. You know, we don't want nobody saying we arrested some lady. You know, we're going to wait. We're just going to wait and let her just keep breaking the law. I mean, I'm serious. Jay, Jay, I think, I'm going to say it. Jay, I think, me, that they should have more proof positive black and white evidence to... Go after him with We know he's guilty of it Jay But he wants people to He's doing just what Nancy Pelosi said He's goading the Democrats The younger Democrats Who just got in office is like get rid of him Let's impeach him The older ones are like "Mm," Except for Al Green here in Houston Now he's ready to get him out But I'm just saying And so is is, uh, Waters Waters and Sheila Jackson Lee They all want him to go Guys listen They need They need Proof positive paperwork Black and white that can't be defied They're going to have to be patient to get it Let's wait and see what Mueller says Let's wait and see We know they're not going to get the stuff, But Jay Vanessa, Vanessa, Vanessa Okay, okay, okay Vanessa, Vanessa This is politics It's politics Jay it's politics. If they don't have enough evidence, he's going to be back in office in 2020, Jay. 
He's well, be back to in the you just, and for okay, four years, tell you what. we're going to have an, okay. another big, a lot of conversations on him. Jay, okay. you got to be patient right. so, Okay, yeah. fine. Let, okay, okay, fine. Let, let, you know what? I want to get this man's opinion. We call him the smartest man in the world. He's our colleague, the man who brings you on a weekly basis, on a need-to-know oh, basis, Mr. Jerome. I'm going to get you out now, going I don't on, Jerome? Care, I stand by well, I, I don't know. He may... <laughs> He may be on your okay. side. What's going on, Jerome? Man? Good morning. Let's Welcome to the serious side, here. brother. Good morning, Jerome. Hey, good Jerome, morning. Jerome. Good morning, Vanessa. All right, all right, Jerome. Real quick question for you before you get started. It's Mother's uh-huh. Day. If do you think single fathers that's raising their 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 children are gay dads should be wished a mother's happy Mother's Day today? What do you think about that? Uh, no, that's gay. I just wanted to say that for the record. Okay, thank you. All right, go ahead, Jerome. Uh, it's it's on you. Gay. Thank you. Just I, say I mean, gay. <laughs> okay. Well, you can tell why that came up. All right. What's your thoughts on this, oh, Jerome? I mean, I don't know if you heard my spiel. I talked about how Democrats aren't they doing the same thing the Republicans are doing with Trump. You see, you see lifelong Republicans where you could go back and play clips back in the '90s when they were like, you know, President Clinton needs to be impeached. What this guy is doing is far worse, in my opinion, than both. Clinton or Nixon is doing, but the Democrats are saying we need to hold firm. And some of the Democrats are saying, look, we need to impeach. Uh, Aren't the Democrats playing politics just like the Republicans or no? Are they playing politics like the Republicans? Is that the question? Yeah, because the the reason why I say this, Jerome, is because the polling says that impeachment is not popular. And so I guarantee you. That if the polls well, said okay. impeaches hey, let's tomorrow, read, let's read the, the Democrats would go crazy. What now? Let's, let's let's read through that a little bit because you know okay. I, right. I you know go. that yeah I know that sometimes you know we we go back and forth on what polling is, but the reason most people don't pay attention to politics, right? So those of us who do, right. you know, I I think has the responsibility of explaining a little bit better. I don't think you can poll okay. people on impeachment. If they first of all, if they don't know what impeachment is, and secondly, if they don't know why you're impeaching, right? And so, a part of the Democrats' uh, job right now is to make sure people know what is going on, right? Because the okay. third, um, the I'm sorry, the fourth part of our democracy is media, and with a healthy media, with the three branches of government. Is usually sheds light. It becomes a good disinfectant for politics, right? If you start telling the truth. But if you have a president who, or, or some nut there, who is putting out information that's incorrect, but the media keeps putting out the incorrect information, like all I see on TV is the president said no collusion, right? Why are they saying that when they know? That he colluded, so they shouldn't be leading off headlines like that. So people are confused because they're saying, see, if I, that's all I can see on is what he said. Yes. And in the paper, what he said, then your belief is, well, why are y'all going to impeach him? Because there's none. There's, there's no obstruction because he keeps saying that. They're doing a bad job of reporting what he said opposed to reporting what is true. Right, so it's confusion. So, as a politician, you cannot go ahead with impeachment. Right, you should go ahead with impeachment, but you can't do it until you bring everybody else up to speed, because the person who is spinning is just going to keep spinning, and the people who are not doing their job responsibly is not is not doing what they should do. So that's why even on this show, um, if they, if if you give me a question. 
that I believe is a part of what the spin is in the media, I always spit it out. I always reject it, right? Because even the terms that they're using are confusing people. So when you when somebody says, well, they said there's no collusion, I'll be like, well, turn the page whatever in that Mueller report, and you'll see why he did not. First of all, he said he didn't look for collusion. He looked for um, criminal conspiracy. And the reason he didn't have enough evidence for criminal conspiracy because the witnesses were out of were overseas or out of the country because they had encrypted um, they had encrypted information because the witnesses lied and because they knew that some of it was deleted on purpose they obstructed the Mueller investigation it says it right in the report. So for those of you who didn't read the report, I am saying I am going to translate that for you. So I'll start to reject some of those things because I think it's really unfair for us to talk on the surface to try to educate people why this man should be impeached. Besides the stuff that we know he, he did, he's an unindicted co-conspirator in another case, right? Which means Michael Cohen is going to jail for making an illegal payment that he directed. That's, that's how mob people in jail because they told somebody else to kill somebody and they killed them. So they send the mob guy to jail. I don't think they do a good enough job explaining why he should be impeached. And so they need to, the, the Republicans, on the other hand, are pros at this. If that was a Democratic mm. president, he would have been impeached like last year. Yes. Yes. Good Thank you. They don't care. D- they don't care. Democrats don't understand how to message Right? It is like dealing with black people generally um, when we start saying stuff like, well, just because they're not being fair don't mean that we should be unfair. Right? We always have a way of neutralizing stuff. Democrats will neutralize something, and Republicans will find a crack, and they'll blow that thing up. Where, where we have a hole, and we're still trying to fill in, like, let's bring everybody else along. What they should have done a long time ago is pretty much sent subpoenas. Because because the Democrats can't trust the court, Trump has put more than 100 um, judges in place. And Don McGahn is no hero because he put all of those conservative judges in there. So he's betting that if the, it goes to court, those conservative judges are going to look out for him. That's what he's betting. Don't believe that, that Trump is daring them to impeach him. That is a spin. That is a Vulcan mind trick. It's saying, impeach me, impeach me, so you won't do it. Those guys are good, is all I'm saying. So every time I see this, when I hear the news talk about that, not Vanessa, I love Vanessa. Vanessa, don't ever say that I'm going to speak against you, because I don't. (laughs) I do not live for that. But a part of understanding what they're doing on their side is that they're telling you to do something that they don't want you to do. Because if that was not true... When Nancy Pelosi first met with Trump, first words out of his mouth was, you're not going to impeach me, are you? Why would he say that and then dare her to impeach him? He does not want to be impeached, even if it's impeached in the House, because that puts a black mark on you and an asterisk on your presidency. That's why he does not want it. He's going to have asterisks about... anyway, Geronimo. No, I know. I know. You're right. But this, is, this puts him on record. For conspiracy, so even all, all this stuff is going to come out. Like um, 
in a historical context when they go back and look at his presidency. They, the Congress needs to rebuke him, and they need to put it on record that they rebuked him. It doesn't matter if he gets removed for office, right? That is a whole nother process. But they need to uphold their own constitutional responsibility for checks and balances to have those hearings and to actually lay out all the evidence to the people because the people are ignorant because we don't have evidence. Right? But they have to have the evidence, Jerome. They, they do have, have evidence. Have the ev- that's exactly. Well, well they do have. Well, here's the thing, Vanessa. They have the evidence because Mueller wrote a report and the underlying evidence. Wait a minute. But the underlying evidence is what supports that report, right, because they already did that. They need to get Mueller's notes along with his report, and that's what They need Mueller on the stand so that the American people can hear him. Yes. But but that's what I'm saying. They need to get that information, so what they need to do is they got to sue so the court makes them turn it over. And if they don't turn it over, they need to stop paying all of those guys in government because Congress holds their purse strings. So when they start missing their can they subpoena him? Well, there are Vanessa. Yeah, and have I mean, him Vanessa, in court. Oh, so oh, the American oh, people oh, can talk. Well, they can. Okay, let, let me let me let me jump in. Let me jump in real real quick, Jerome. I get right back to you. And I just want to okay. because I want this. I want you to answer her. And I want you to answer my question when you answer her. I can't understand why they don't hold these hearings uh, after hours. They do it during the day. I watch it during the day because. I, so, but most Americans are at work. They don't see this stuff. Why can't they do some of this stuff and question these witnesses after, you know, hours so everybody can see? Go ahead, Jerome. Sorry for interrupting. Too convenient. Too convenient. Well, because they're playing to the news cycle, right? So it's just it's the same reason why Barr, two hours before he released the report, lied. Because everybody started reporting on what Barr said instead of, Getting the report because once you get the report two hours later, then you have to read 448 pages. So then it took the noon cycle, the six o'clock cycle, and everybody still says what Barr said because he paraphrased it, right? So they they do those hearings during the day so that somebody else doesn't take up the news cycle, and then it comes out at night. Like you, the, the best thing, Jay, in your is, to answer your question is to do it prime time. I would do a hearing at about nine o'clock. Right. That'd make everybody tune in. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, but and, yeah, I don't so, understand it. Yeah, and Jay, for Vanessa, they're going to get scared that, because the news cycle is going to repeat it over and over. CNN is going to report it over and over until it's MSNBC. How many so people watch CNN? No, they're not going to want them to Yeah, but Vanessa, but we Vanessa, talked no, about don't. that before, Vanessa. What? No, they don't. Trump. The reason I said Trump was behind it. If Trump was behind it, he'd, he'd do it just like you said, Jerome. He'd have it on prime time, just like when he when he did the federal judge. The first federal judge had it on prime time, and everybody tuned into it. Why don't they do that? Right. So they need to make a spectacle out of the Mueller hearing. They need yeah. to put it on a prime time because that's where, Ev- that's where the evidence is going to come, come from. But, the, Vanessa, the, the thing to understand about um, – them running news cycles is that Trump and those guys are good at this. Republicans are generally good. And and what's his name? Bannon just said that. When something breaks in the news against Trump, they always have something to throw out there at the same time. So there's a reason why we're moving warships off of Iran. Right? Because once once 
that Mueller report came out and it starts escalating. Now we're mo- we're playing war games with another country. They, they're keeping stuff in, in, yeah, they're keeping stuff in reserve so that it's like when um, the Access Hollywood tape came out with him grabbing women by the crotch. The same thing that came out is when WikiLeaks came out and made that record dump. So they play yep. the news cycle against itself if they get a heads up. So um, his chief of staff right now said, um, even though Nick they subpoenaed Donald Trump Jr., he said they're upset that the Republican didn't give them a heads up that they were going to subpoena him. They found out on the news. So they're pissed at the Republican now on the Senate side because he subpoenaed Donald Trump Richard Jr. And, and, and did not tell the White House. They're playing the news yep. against. They're playing the news against the Democrats because the Democrats have not figured yep. that out. Yep. And, and Jerome is, is what he he just confirmed everything I said in that first segment, guys. He confirmed everything I said in that first segment. That got, Donald Trump is the genius of misdirection. He should just go to Vegas and just you know headline in Vegas. He can have a magic act and do it and still make money. This guy is um, his. He is the king of illusions. You know this whole thing he said about you know John Kerry. He said that because he knew that that's what people would gravitate to. That is the shining light in the room. He knows damn well what he said was a lie. This guy is amazing. All right, listen, coming up coming up next, folks, uh, we're going to take a look at, we're going to discuss um, some troubling video that was released this past week uh, that you know, was associated with the Sanford Bland case. It's just, once again, kind of shows you what America is all about, you know. All right, coming up next, that's all, all that's coming up next and more. You're listening to the serious side. We'll be right back. Happy Mother's Day to all the mommies out there. The serious side continues after a short break.
protests gathered at the Texas State Capitol following newly revealed video showing the controversial traffic stop of Sandra Bland. The 39-second cell phone footage recorded by Bland shows the moments before her arrest in 2015. She was found dead three days later, hanging in her jail cell. Her family is calling for a new investigation. Welcome back in. 347-850-1272. I call them a happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. This is Serious Side of the J. Rouse Show, which happens every Sunday morning, including every Sunday, every Mother's Day Sunday for the past 10 years. Let's say good morning to the people here on the, on the panel. First up, let's say good morning to the very lovely Vanessa May Belly from the McAnally. Hey, Vanessa. Good morning, Good morning, morning Mother's Day. Good happy Mother's Day. day. Mother's Day to you as well, sweetheart. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spree. What's going on, Jerome? How you doing, brother? I'm good, brother. How you doing? He's here. I promise he's here. Oh, yeah. There he is. All right. There he is. He's in. All right. Thank you, sir. And Mr. Elias is in the house. Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everyone. And happy Mother's Day to as all. I mentioned. One and all. As I mentioned, Johnny D is out. He'll be out for night. He won't be here next week, but he'll be here the week after next. I want to read something that he sent me this morning to let me know he wasn't going to be here. He says, Jay, thank you for the opportunity to be a part of the broadcast. Because of the show and the fellowship, I challenge myself to make a difference. In addition to the Square of Knowledge Character Education Focus Group, I've started since participating in the broadcast. My wife and I just finalized our commitment by creating JNS fourth world scholarship for criminal justice students the scholarship program begins in 2020 this guy has been inspired by the show i'm so proud of the man that he's become and i just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that you never know who you reach and how you touch folks always make sure you handle them the right way be truthful to them when you give them the information that they need to hear but at the same time be respectful as well all right mr elias man can we say hello to people in the chat room uh, just Covina man was in there, and there's nobody else in there this morning, Joe. Covina man, room. what's going on? You know the thing I noticed also, Miss Delias. I was listening to a show earlier in the week, and what happens? I wasn't logged in, and it didn't show me in the chat. So when you're in the chat as a guest, anybody that's not signed up on radio, you're not gonna. It's not even gonna show that you're in the chat. Only people who are members of BTR will have a profile in the chat room. So I just wanted to put that information out because people are saying, oh, I'm in the chat. Well, I did it last week, and that's what's going on. So you may be in the chat, but we can't recognize you. Sign up for BTR Radio. I can't believe I just gave them a plug. Sign up for BTR Radio. We can see you in the chat room, and you can respond back and forth with Mr. Elias because he is the moderator of our chat room. What's going on to the pastor? How you doing, pastor? Wish your mom and your wife a happy Mother's Day. Mariana, music is in the easy. Good morning, girlfriend. Are you a mama? You too fine to be like a mama mama, right? You're a hot mama, not a mama with a kid. All right, what's going on? What's going on, Marietta? What's up, Christine? How you doing? Wow. What's going on, Sandy? Hitter? Happy Mother's Day to... Oh, I'm sorry, Jerome. My bad. Let me back up. My bad. I'm moonwalking right now. All right. <laughs> Happy Mother's Day to Momo BC in the easy. Jerome's like, hey, 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 get up on my girl. All right, I got oh, you, Jerome. No. What's going on, uh... Happy Mother's Day to Kathleen Williams as well. I hope she's enjoying her special day. And all the moms out there, happy Mother's Mother's Day. Jackie, happy Mother's Day, because I know maybe you're an aunt to somebody and you play that role. So happy Mother's Day to you, Jackie. Jackie is uh, at church 
doing what you do on this day, giving mamas all the praise. 347-850-1272 is our calling number. 347-850-1272. Somebody sent me a note. You didn't wish your mom happy Mother's Day. Get about my business. I'm going to give my mother a very special happy Mother's Day at the end of the show. All right. So now a person that's probably not celebrating this day in a good light or looking at it through a good lens is the Sandra Bland's mom. This past week, a video was released showing what happened to her. And I tell you, it's a heartbreaking video. So let's listen to this story. We'll talk on the other side. Online radio at its best. Sandra Bland's family says until recently, they had never seen this cell phone video. Now, her arrest actually added fuel to an already heated conversation about how minorities are treated by police. Right now, you're going to get a first-hand look of how this arrest went down from Sandra Bland's eyes. Well, you can step on out now. I don't have to step out of my car. Step out of the car. As Texas Trooper Brian Encinia demanded Sandra Bland step out of her car, she grabbed her cell phone and began recording. So you're you're starting to drag me out of my own car. Get out of the car! And then you're going to sign me? The arrest was captured on dash cam video, but the cell phone video has not been publicly seen. Until now. Insania pulled over Bland in 2015 for a failure to signal a lane change. The encounter quickly escalated. The 28 year old was arrested and booked in the Waller County Jail. Three days later, she was found dead in her cell. Her death was ruled a suicide. Get out of the car now. Why am I being apprehended? The video was obtained by the nonprofit news organization, The Investigative Network. Land's family says it's proof she should have never been detained. Insania said he feared for his life. This video clearly shows from Sandy's vantage point that she was doing nothing more than asking questions. Cannon Lambert is the family's attorney and helped them settle with Waller County and the state for nearly $2 million. He says prosecutors never gave him the video. If they had it and they walked away from prosecuting, it is very difficult to understand. Get over there! Insania was fired after he was indicted for lying about the traffic stop, but the perjury charge was later dropped when he agreed to never work in law enforcement again. Chip Lewis represented him. The tragedy that was this young lady's death should have never happened. It was not Trooper Insinia's fault that it happened. The Texas Department of Public Safety says this video is not new and they did not conceal it. Also right now, a Democratic presidential hopeful Beto O'Rourke, who is from Texas, as well as other state legislators are asking that Bland's arrest and the case be reopened right now. Nora. <laughs> I encourage people to go out and watch that video. Um, This opens up a, uh, you know, something that happened uh, uh, back uh, a few years ago. And, uh, you know, law enforcement, you know, the officer said that he was fearing for his life, but the video contradicts the officer's claim. And since, like the video said, or like the piece said, he was fired uh, and he agreed not to serve in law enforcement. But, you know, who cares about that mess? You know, Mr. Elias, what always, uh, what really irks me is when people, say things like, oh, history's going to paint a bad picture on this guy. I mean, who cares? He don't care what history says. He's still living his life. He's still making money. In this case, with this, with this officer that was involved with the Sandra Bland arrest, which eventually led to her death, I'm going to call it a murder, uh, in, uh, in, in police custody. It's the same thing. It's no different. The bottom line is, okay, so this guy agreed he'll never work in law enforcement again. Who gives a almost curse? Who cares? 
right? Because at the end of the day, he's still a free man. At the end of the day, he can go and get other employment. And you and I both know that he could go someplace, some crazy place in this country. They won't even know what's going on with him. It won't even do the background. He's going to continue to live his life while this woman is rotten uh, in some plot somewhere in America. I mean, this is ridiculous, Mr. Elias. What say you? Well, bottom line, Jay, I, 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 I look at it, what the lawyer said when he said it's not his fault what happened to Sandra Bland. It's 100% it his, fault his fault what happened to Sandra Bland. It is his fault. So, you know, after watching, I, I, I employ everybody to go watch Strange Fruit. That's the story of what they did with Michael Brown, uh, Michael Brown uh, the kid from St. Louis. Um, look, man, they, they assassinate your character. They they put out false news narratives, and then after that they 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 pull it all back. But all like you said, all like like you and Jerome have been saying, like what what the uh, attorney general did, he came out so people already know that they got in their mind. Oh, they don't dig deeper into what happened. They 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 never will dig deeper into what happened. I think it's it's a damn shame that. If you're black in America, you get pulled over. The first thing you do is like, "Oh God, here we go." White white people don't have that fear. They talk trash to the police and everything. You know, even though they know they're they're violating your civil rights, the police officers don't give a damn. They don't care. All they care about is that hey, you better respect me, and you better you better cow down and step and fetch it, and that's it. You know, Vanessa. This originally started because she failed to turn her signal light on when she changed lanes. We all know that, hint, hint, wink, wink, that's just giving me the ability or the right to pull you over. I've seen people do this in front of police officers on the expressway, and not one pull them over and give them a traffic violation. This is just an opportunity for especially state troopers, they, you know, they do this a lot. I remember I told the story here when I was, uh, I've told this story a thousand times, if not on this show, on the Jay Ryle show, how I was traveling up 59 heading home. I was in a black Mercedes, and I was driving in the left-hand lane. I was, you know, I was driving, you know, usually I'd be driving fast, but I knew cops were bad in that area. So, you know, me and this car was driving. There's a guy in the right-hand lane. I took my time, passed him in the left-hand lane, not trying to go past the speed limit. This guy pulls up behind me, pulls me over, and says, well, you know, in the state of Texas, you're supposed to slow moving traffic, you're supposed to move over in the right-hand lane. And I'm like, okay, officer, I'm thinking I wasn't going to speed to drive around this car. I'm driving 55. They're driving 53. It's going to take some it's going to take some time for me to get around them. Then the guy asked me, was I driving Mercedes, and then all this other stuff. So that was his right. He used that as a reason to pull me over. And to me, that's the same situation that happened to Sandra Bland. Use that little, oh, okay, well, you failed to, to you know, make your turn signal, and I'm going to pull you over. I feared for my life. But then the video shows that he's yanking her out the car, threatens to taser her. I mean, how it went from one to a hundred in a matter of seconds is amazing. Because the officer was like, "Are you have the audacity, black woman, to talk back to me when I give you a lawful order? I want to show you who's boss." This is ridiculous. What say you? Okay. Um, I think it's all horrible. I think it's horrible that they kept that film for so long and the attorney did not get it uh, to see it. Uh, I think it was an excuse to pull her over, being a black woman and being able to be as mean and cruel and 
scream and holler at her and tell her put her phone down. And I just, you know, but Jay, don't be surprised. I mean, you act like you're surprised. That stuff happens now all the time. Um, back in the day when we couldn't drive through certain neighborhoods, um, Pasadena, Jacinto City, Bel Air, if you went around a pothole to keep them tearing up your car, you would get a ticket. But other nationalities or people from that particular neighborhood wouldn't have anything said to them because that's where they came from. So, I mean, you know, Jay, it's just it's just a very sad situation, but it's still in existence. It still exists. And with Trump in office, to me, to me, it appears to be worse. It's all coming back out. Yeah. All the races coming back well, out. Well, you know what, Vanessa, it's interesting you say that because as soon as you said that, I'm looking at one of these feeds that I know where the Trump, where the Trump uh, people hang out on that listens to this show. And, and here it came. It came real quick. You know, once again, I knew you guys were going to blame Donald Trump. You know, the bottom line is, Jerome, is that he's created the atmosphere for these people to feel that they can run around and do what they want to do, you know, unhindered. The bottom line is that most of these officers know that folks have video cameras on their phones, and they still do what they do. I mean, you know, I mean, think about it. The the, the, the uh, dash cam caught the encounter with the officer, and the officer still said that he feared for his life. Now, he was fired because of that lie that he told, but he was fired. And so the lawyer, the officer's attorney is saying, well, all he did was did his job and brought her in for resisting arrest and, you know, what happened to her in the jail cell. That's not the officer's fault. How the hell can you say that? Because had he not overreacted at the scene, she would not have been in jail, and who knows what would have happened to her that day. I'm pretty sure that she wouldn't have been dead hanging from a jail cell because she wouldn't have been apprehended. So, right. you know, for these people to say what they say, and for white people in general, we used to do on the show, you know, LWB, Living While Black. I mean, these people feel that they are emboldened because they have a president that says you can do what the hell you want to. There are good people on both sides of the argument. Let's see you. Well, you know, I'm, um, I don't think anybody blamed Trump for, well, here's the thing. I, I think across the board, either you can take the easy way out and have us blame Trump, or we can talk about the pathology of white folks. Now, you can have it your way. But one way or another, there's a reason why people act as if they're scared of black people because we know they are, and at the same time use that as an excuse for acting like they're tough against, you know, black people who are by themselves or women or when there's more than five white people and there's one black person. We can talk about the pathology if you really want to go into it. But there's an issue that we are not dealing with as a society, and that issue is built around how white folks generally see black folks, right? And I'm not talking about individuals. I am talking about white people culturally. Because when you do, when you guys do, like, um, mob mentality stuff, the people, I, I think there's a, uh, I can't remember the person who said this, one-third is, is um, horrible. Then another third is quiet. And then the other third is... Um, is blind, right? You can't have a culture where one-third of your folks are committing all these evil acts and the other ones are just ignoring it. 
right? Even if the other third empathizes with the people who are getting oppressed, you're not saying anything. So now that means 100% of y'all are on the same team. Even if you don't agree with what they're doing, you're keeping silent. So when we see things like this and people say stuff like, um, he got fired and that was punishment enough, that woman lost her life. So I don't know how long you think that people should be losing their lives and you can just get fired for that. You know, I, I made this case a long time ago when people say, oh, you should get the definitely if a policeman kills, if you kill a police officer. And as we're watching with these body cams, when the police break the law, there is no law. So you can't, you can't fault people for defending themselves against people who are breaking the law. So Sandra Bland did not break the law. She, she did something that they could have issued a ticket for, but she shouldn't have gotten out of her car. They shouldn't have asked her. So when you arrest someone for resisting arrest, you have to have an underlying crime to, erase, to arrest them. Right? So a lot of them are getting away with, you know, governmental obstruction charges. They didn't do what I said. Well, why are you telling them to do something? Because you can't tell somebody to do something when you have no probable cause to tell them. Having a signal, you know, changing lanes is not probable cause for you to even put your hands on anybody. So I don't know who their, who their attorney was in this case, but a part of the problem is us not understanding what our rights are. And then once we understand our rights, are, are their officers giving us the respect enough as citizens to invoke those rights? That's more problematic. So if we can invoke our rights that we actually have, then technically it is lawless because they are breaking the law by even approaching us. Right, and I know that this gets to be difficult, you know, for our listeners, especially if you're black or you have kids that are listening, to know when to obey the law and when not. But there is a time to not obey the law if you're black, if you feel your life is in danger. So when you're getting pulled over, for example, you can call 911 while you're getting pulled over just to get on the record that this is a legitimate stop. You need to have some kind of recording, or you can drive to a spot, you know, even with their lights on, stay the speed limit. You can drive to a place that has more people. If you don't want to get pulled over in some rural, dark area, you can pull over where it's a more well-lit area if you want. But I almost want to advise all black people to get dash cams themselves, because obviously, you know, the government should reopen the case against Sandra Bland and also the family, although they had a settlement for the suit against Sandra Bland, they should go back and sue on behalf of the cover-up for that officer. Right? Because they, they their settlement has to do with her death while being in police custody. But I would sue them for improper enforcement, like for arresting her for no reason. I would make that work. I agree with you. Wow. See, the thing is, Vanessa, because the fact that he sued, because they sued, is it a situation where they can come back and say, well, you know what, you took the settlement. Bottom line is that we're not going to reopen this case. But no, no, no. I don't they know. It just seems to me. They found new evidence, right? Uh, because say what now? No, no. I was saying they found new evidence no. because of the tape, right? Because oh, okay. Because okay. he said, you know, it was be- he arrested her because he felt like he was 
his whatever was in, was threatened. And now they can sue them for false arrest. They got that when you sign an agreement to take a settlement, it's usually specified that you find them um, no whatever liability in the death of her. But you can still sue them for even talking to her, for arresting her. That city, that city is responsible. He works for them. I would tell him and the city. But they were saying that. Saying. But but I guess I guess the question is: Is there any new news here, Jerome? Because they said that's the reason why he was terminated because they found out that he lied. You know, the, the, what they're saying is this is nothing new. We've already we knew this. this we didn't withhold so this evidence. I mean, the bottom line was, is, what they said was they knew that he did that. Is why they is why they fired him. But they didn't bring this up during the trial, and they didn't bring this up for Sandra Bland because if they would have knew that, they wouldn't have arrested her butt in, in the first place. So apparently they held that tape out until after everything was settled, and then they they put the tape out. So from them saying, "Oh, y'all had well, somebody to sued to get that ask, tape." What you say? A group sued to get that tape to get it released. Exactly, yeah, they which means they out. had it and they were concealing evidence. You can't do that under the justice yeah. system. That's not how this works. If you, if anybody watched ten seconds of Law and Order, they would know that if the prosecution has information. They have to give it to the the defendant. At, um, they have to do a full disclosure, just like as a defense as a defense um, attorney. If I find out evidence that I'm suppressing from the prosecutor, I can be brought up on charges. That works both ways. So they didn't just find that tape. So when they went into negotiations for their settlement, did they have access to that tape because the prosecution had it? And the answer is going to be no. They held that evidence. We need again. We need to be more aggressive on 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 corrective measures when it comes to justice for us. Because if we let stuff keep passing, they'll just keep ignoring it. Just like the woman who who was killed by a police officer since she was white, she gets ten million dollars. Right? They're settling for for egregious acts against black folks, and they're like, "Oh, you can sue for two million dollars, but." You're gonna sue us for a couple of years, so with your attorney's fees, that's gonna add up to about ninety grand, <laughs> right? They're they're mm. treating us in a certain way because we are not aggressively going at them, and we really need to do that. We need to use that system on itself, you know, use their laws against them. He's he's liable. Yeah. It's unbelievable Sorry about that, Vanessa. that this goes on. No, no, it's unbelievable, Vanessa, that this goes on. But I'm going to go ahead and give you uh, – go ahead, Vanessa. What do you have to say about we shouldn't be surprised? But Nothing. You have to be surprised, right? You have to be a little surprised, right, Vanessa? I mean, you, you just can't – I mean, these people are operating in this country as if, you know, hey, we can do what the hell we want to do. We're white. We're right. And we have a president that supports what we do. And at the end of the day, that's what we're going to do. So we can stop you from going into a pool, you know, stop you from going to a swimming pool that's in your apartment complex, even though we don't live there because we're white. We can stop you from going into a gated community, even though you live there and pay the rent. I don't live there, but I can stop you because I think that you look suspicious enough and because I'm white. Oh, I can walk into your apartment complex and blow, the, blow you to hell to bits because, oh, I thought I walked to the wrong apartment complex and I'm going to shoot you and kill you because I'm white. I mean, Ooh, this is what's going on in this country. Oh, Lord. 
I mean, it's unbelievable what we're seeing here. I give you the final word on this set. Mm-hmm. You said it all right there. Oh, you know. Because they're privileged okay. chosen so that, people. That's it. There you go. Well, simple. Sometimes simple is the best. All right, coming up next, we're going to take a, a break. NPR News updates coming at you next. Chatterbox, some interesting comments, and on the need-to-know basis with Mr. Jerome Esprit. It is Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. You're listening to the serious side. We'll be right back after this. Don't go anywhere. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Rice University's Master of Computer Science program, available online for professionals to learn in-demand computer science skills. Classes start fall 2019 at rice.edu slash NPR. More than a year after political turmoil began in the Central American country of Nicaragua, the government of Daniel Ortega and the principal opposition group are accusing each other of keeping peace talks from moving forward. Martin reports. The government of Daniel Ortega is blaming the umbrella coalition of business, student, and civil society groups known as the Civic Alliance for a, quote, lack of commitment and irresponsibility towards starting a so-called national dialogue in Nicaragua. More than a year of civic strife and government repression have left hundreds dead and imprisoned, thousands in exile, and the economy in shambles. The Civic Alliance, meanwhile, points to continuing government attacks on independent media and on the freedom of assembly, just as police gathered outside the Metropolitan Cathedral in Managua, where a protest was being held. So once again, the possibilities for a process to bring normalcy to Nicaragua appear dim. For NPR News, I'm Maria Martin. Houston emergency responders are working this weekend to contain a toxic spill after Friday's barge collision in the Houston Ship Channel. A tanker collided with a tugboat pushing two barges. A petrochemical used to make gasoline spilled into the water. Teams monitoring air quality as well. Also in Houston, the man who reported four-year-old Malia Davis had been abducted last weekend has been arrested. Police say 26-year-old Darion Fence was arrested without incident and charged with evidence tampering. Authorities say they have found that they have linked blood found in this apartment to the girl. You're listening to NPR News. This message comes from NPR sponsor, H-E-B. When life gets crazy, there's meal symbols. Hundreds of chef-inspired meals like the chili lime shrimp protein bowl, ready in minutes. When life gets crazy, keep it simple. H-E-B meal symbols. Chatterbox, Final Talk, Social Media, and from the world-famous chat room. Mr. Elias, man, you have any activity in that thing this morning? None whatsoever, Jay. That's okay. I have plenty. All right, here's some. Well, I have three to few, and we have to get the Jerome set. All right, uh, Pastor Stephen L. Jones says, God bless family, and happy Mother's Day to all the beautiful mothers out there. This show, as far as I'm concerned, has been the, one of the most important shows I've listened to to date. Jay, the way you broke down Trump in the first segment of the show was simply amazing. Well, thank you, Pastor. Happy Mother's Day to Miss Vanessa and to all of the women in your lives and family. And family. And my wife, Nicole, says thank you. Hey, that's my daughter's name. What's up, First Lady? Good morning and happy Mother's Day. Glad that you're listening. All right. Uh, we have one from Mariana Music. I always read my favorites first. She says, thank you, Jay. I love you all the same. I have no favorites. 
Then she has a little freaking icon thingy there with the winky face. And then she puts G-J-E. Well, I'm not dumb. Unless the boy spells his name with a G instead of a J. We know what that means. All right, call it J from Sacramento, California. says, great show. I will be playing this podcast in my office on Monday for all my Trump co-workers. Hey, all right, call it. Don't get fired because we can't hire you over here. You know, be careful, girl. Be careful what you ask for. All right, folks. <laughs> you know what time it is. Five, four, three, two, one. The first lady dazzles on election night in a... Tell me what you want me to do. Alright folks, it is time for your Mother's Day edition of On the Need to Know Basis with my main man, Mr. Jerome Esprit. Jerome, man, what do you have going on this morning, sir? Man, I'm so sorry that you said that because I have no mother stories today. But anyway, uh, <laughs> mother's well, there you go. It's on you, brother. Hey, whatever. <laughs> get him, get him, guys. Get him. <laughs> Alright, fine. Alright, so Uber drivers around the world went on strike to protest their property wages as the company prepares to go public, and they went public, um, valuation of $91 billion. So they joined Lyft um, and had a, held a two-hour strike in New York City from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. on Wednesday. And they wow. had rolling strikes in Los Angeles, San Francisco, Washington, D.C., and London. But as these companies go public, they are debating on whether people are voluntarily, like they're not salaried workers, right? So they're saying that people are using Lyft and Uber as second jobs so they don't have to provide any health care or anything for them. But they're valued wow. at $91 billion. <laughs> you know, people this always is where, get over, man. You know how that goes. Hey, this is where capitalism... The rich get richer. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is where capital, it, capitalism is horrible for people. Once, once the... Um, recession hit and they said um, they started firing people who had seniority and then bringing them back with lower wages that's why unemployment mm-hmm. looks low because now you got people working two and three jobs they ain't making as much money as they did even in 2006 that's you know it. yeah so it, it's sad and crazy now FBI officials are investigating 850 domestic terrorism cases nationwide and 40% related to race and religion is what they're saying. So um, they said similar to foreign terrorism or terrorists, domestic terrorists are now um, radic- rac- um, I guess it's they're, I guess they're saying they're being radicalized um, quickly online. Now, I have to say something about this um, wordplay because we just talked about this earlier, how people play words against us. They never say that people who join a gang are, are radicalized to join a gang. So they don't forgive people who join a gang. So when somebody white looks at something online and they're like, I'm going to be a white supremacist, they come back like two weeks later and be like, oh, I was just radicalized. <laughs> right? Take some, <laughs> some damn responsibility. Really? Now, you know, I was radicalized to join a gang. You think that'll sell? They'll be like, no. No. We're going to throw you nope. away. Right? Now, um... You know, Instagram will soon let users appeal certain posts that they can have removed, um, that have been removed from violating its policy. So as part of a, of a new appeals process, you'll be able to um, contest decisions 
to have their post um, removed. You know, and, and sent to another Instagram employee. Apparently, individual employees determine um, when you should have your post removed so you can actually appeal to have another employee look at it. You know, again, I know I talked about this before about, like, Facebook wow. and banning people. I've been putting a Facebook timeout before, and I don't really remember why, but somebody said I was looking at posts before, and they said, if you say the word white in your in your Facebook post, they will actually get, they will actually freeze your account. Now you can call <laughs> N word. You, you Jerome. You Jerome. You know, that's what I hear. Uh, really? Yeah. Come on. Yeah, white, white people or white. If you say that, Facebook will freeze your account. But you can wow. say anything about black people you want on this planet, and they're they're so they they want to get sensitive by thinking that people hate them the way they hate us. Crazy. It is. That it is. Right. So, no. And again, don't get me going on the um, banning of the minister, the honorable minister, on this because it is crazy that just his words scare white folks when you know you have alt right and neo Nazis folks killing black people, but we ain't supposed to be scared. But it's like, oh, he said something about somebody at some point that kind of make me feel some kind of way. <laughs> like that. That scares them. All right. Anyway. I should do it. I'm going to, on the mother, next Mother's oh, Day, I'm going to yeah. do a, well, a three-minute segment. I'm sorry. They, <laughs> My they, bad. Yeah. In they, three yeah, minutes they, or less. They, you know, yeah, Sandra <laughs> Bland scared that police officer, so of course it does, man. Oh, you right. Know? That's, That's true. Crazy. It, yep, it goes along with the same spirit of that. Mm-hmm. Just saying something to them hurts their feelings like they're doggone fragile. And then we watch white folks yell at them, and then they act like, we got to walk away, you know. So, you know, Pope... Francis has admitted that um, priests have sexually abused nuns, and in one case they were kept as sex slaves. <laughs> now, he said the case where his predecessor, Pope wow. Benedict, forced to shut down an entire congregation of nuns that were being abused by priests. He said, now the church is attempting to address the problem, and it still has an on, ongoing problem. <laughs> Now, let them get married, man. Let them get married. Why, why won't they let them get married? Let them get married. Hey, they, get apparently, apparently they're having sex anyway, so they, they need to do something. And I don't mean to be make light of that, but <laughs> honestly, yes, yes, I you do. Well, I'm making light of it, but I don't, I, especially anybody being abused. I, I'm not saying that. Last November, the Catholic, Catholic Church's global organization for nuns denounced the culture of silence and secrecy that prevented them from speaking. So they couldn't even talk about it. But um, Pope Benedict dissolved that particular congregation in 2005. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Now, also in Pope news, the Pope has uh, decreed that all Catholic priests and nuns must report sexual abuse and its cover-up to church authorities, including wrongs committed by bishops and cardinals so he said now get this he promises um protection for whistleblowers and requires all (laughs) dioceses to have a system in place to to receive claims confidentially i think that's a part of what the problem is right the only person you could talk to was the person who was committing the crime right (laughs) yeah they said the church law does not oh now get this part too so what they're saying is that they're required to report um, 
possession of child pornography um, or if a superior has covered up any offenses. However, the church law does not require police to be notified. So they're saying, tell us. <laughs> so we don't police our own stuff. Exactly. Really? Wow. Hey, they've done such a great job so far. I can see why that wouldn't be a problem. Yeah, now, really. They laugh about that, Jay, by the way. Yeah, look, don't call the police. Just tell us. All right. Now, research, <laughs> researchers from John Hopkins University found that drugs in the U.S. cost about four times more than they do in the U.K. on average. Um, cutting those costs would save us $73 billion in 2018. If we had the same prices that they had in the U.K., we would save $73 billion. Damn. That's what that's what capitalism is. If I can yeah, sell you an aspirin for $20, technically, hey, I can sell it for $20. I had a $50 aspirin when I had surgery. I was like, Did you? Why you had a $50 aspirin? aspirin? $50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, how, long, how long did it last? Like two, three years? <laughs> like that aspirin needed to work really? for a I'm long like, time for $50. Really? <laughs> Man. All right. Um, you know, the FCC is warning about the rise of one-ring phone scams. Now, they're saying that your phone will ring once and the caller will hang up without leaving a, a voicemail or anything to trick users into calling them back where you'll be charged for calling them. So if somebody calls and hang up, don't call them back if you don't recognize them. Hey, well, I'm sorry. I, that's that's, I, that's I, a commercial issue. Black folks don't do that anyway. <laughs> like, who really, you? I, I don't call it's enough I don't recognize. Nope, I ain't calling it back. I don't know you. Hey, sometimes but I'll now, call back numbers I do recognize. You think I'm going to call it once I don't? <laughs> so now, You're like, I'm not calling it. Now they're saying they're hacking your phones, you own, and they are uh-huh. calling a number that that you know. It said they're getting your contacts. Yeah, man, and they're hitting you like that. And I was like, wow, this is crazy. Yeah, you know, the funny thing, I received a phone call with my caller ID saying it was me. They called me and spammed my <laughs> own number. I'm like, am I calling myself? Well, I'm not answering. <laughs> That's pretty much really? my thought. Because <laughs> <laughs> if, if I funny. have out-of-body experiences, hey, technically I need to go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> like, I can't be doing all that. Really? Now, now more than 700 prosecutors, it, it, I think it's like 730 prosecutors, have signed a letter arguing that if they were ordinary citizens, or if Trump was an ordinary citizen, he would be facing multiple felony charges of obstruction of justice. Over 700 prosecutors signed that. Yes, I read that. I I don't know who needs to read the Mueller report, but technically, (laughs) if 700 prosecutors, Democrats and Republicans, said we would have booked him or we, we would have charged him, then technically you might want to believe it. Did I know you, we talked about. Did you also? Go ahead. Did you Did you also see on that that what a judge that one judge that uh, during the Roger Stone case told her told them that they wanted to uh, see the unredacted version and they yeah. said you can't. Well, watch this. She signed an order to say yes, I can. Now give yeah. it. Now that is <laughs> that is an amazing story because because the prosecutor in that case. Um, said to Roger Stone's attorney as he wanted to see if he, Roger Stone is one of the people who were brought up who was brought up on charges but he's named inside of the Mueller report 
So he said wherever his client appear in there, he needs an unredacted version. So the prosecutor said, no, we can't do it. So the judge said, well, let me look at it to see if your client is mentioned in there and that's something that we need to look at. So the prosecutor objected and said, no, we can't show you. And she said, you you can't? <laughs> and that was where she came up. That's where she came out and said, "Watch this. You you will if you will if I serve you." And she actually wrote it up and she said, "Give me a copy of an unredacted version of mm-hmm. that section." So, and there's another um, judge in D.C. in another in a Manafort case who may do the same thing, and he mm-hmm. told them that uh, a few weeks ago. So it's going to come out, but you tell a judge that you are not going to provide that. The Democrats yeah. won't have to sue for it anymore because once a judge rules on the merit of whether something should be redacted or unredacted, then they're going to be screwed. They they didn't want this to go to court, for one, but it was the it was the um, Roger Stone's attorney who brought that into question. So how, cur- yeah. how court works is that once somebody brings it in, then you can talk about it. And they said, we are named in the report. We want the report. And the judge said, well, give me a report and let me look at it. It's going to get out. It was a nice try for them to keep it as, as uh, low, as, low under the covers as possible. Hmm. Yep. Wow. Yep. So so the reason that they, um, those most of those guys, according to um, um, what's reported in the Washington Post, According to the letter, you know, the special counsel's report establishes that Trump tried to influence the decisions of both Paul Manafort and Michael Cohen in regards to cooperating with investigators. So that's obstruction. Some of this pampering was um, intimidation, including dangling pardons, and was done in plain sight via tweets and public statements. Other such behavior was done via private messages through private attorneys, such, such as Julie, uh, Rudy Giuliani, um, his message to Cohen's lawyer that Cohen should sleep well tonight. You have friends in high places. Sounds like a mob movie, right? <laughs> and so Mueller report also wow. says that the campaign chair, Paul Manafort, told his deputy, Rick Gates, that he spoke with Trump's personal counsel, and they are going to take care of us. Hmm. So... So if you didn't know that they obstructed, those are all in Mueller's report. They obstructed. You wow. have friends in high paces. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now, um, now, FBI Director Chris Ray said that the FBI did not fire on Trump's 2016 campaign, despite what Bill Barr said, using the words that. Um, Using the word and saying that he knows no legal, no illegal surveillance. So, you know, Christopher Ray, the FBI director, on Tuesday said that he does not consider court-approved FBI surveillance to be spying. After Barr went ahead and said that they spied on the campaign. Again, this is just a distraction. So they tried to spin the story of the Mueller report by saying, oh, yeah, we need to check into spying. So they changed the news story. So not only do they talk about the Mueller report, they spend half the time talking about something that he just made up. <laughs> now, 
Now, the CIA, speaking of government stuff, launched their own website um, on the dark web in hopes of receiving anonymous tips. So weeks after making its Instagram debut, the CIA, uh, while mo- most law enforcement agencies are focused on mitigating, uh, mitigating the impact of the dark web, the CIA is attempting to use anonymous, that anonymous network as a novel attempt to solicit tips and information. Now, again, I think I'm going to warn our listeners, the Internet is owned by the government, right? There's three pipes to the Internet. There's a public one, a private one, and one that you cannot have access to. So if you ever think that your Internet traffic, the government cannot see it, good luck to you. Because see how it is. Wow. You can anonymously send us something. Okay. You can anonymously have somebody show up at the door at about 2 a.m. There's a lot of possibilities in there. Now, a Norwegian billionaire or Norwegian businessman behind the millionaire dating site has been handed handed a six-month suspended sentence for promoting prostitution. So he went to court in Belgium, and he was handed down, huh? Wow, I just laughed. I'm just on that. Wow. Well, I know none of us have been to that site, but there's an American version called the Rich, uh, Rich Meet Beautiful. <laughs> it's like a, a site that wealthy or older men can talk to young women. So the site caused a scandal in 2017 after advertising sugar daddies to Belgium university students. They had mobile billboards <laughs> that they toured around the campus that said that encouraged students to register for a service for financial gain. So the ads invited students to improve your lifestyle and have a zero euro student loan by dating a sugar daddy. I don't know why I'm doing this story, but it's hilarious to me. That, um, yeah, they were especially on Mother's Day, Jerome. Yeah, hey. you, you don't have any Mother's Day stories, but you have this? Oh, my Lord. I, I already said that. See, I'm going to miss the porn story after this one, but I ain't going to do that one because it's Mother's Day. So, anywho, uh, the city of Milwaukee agrees to a $2 million settlement with a family of a father of three who's 22. He died in 2011 after be- after begging for help and gasping um, for, for air in the back of a police car. Now, Derek Williams had three daughters, now aged 8, 9, and 10. They'll receive a settlement from the city of Milwaukee nearly eight years after their father died in police custody. Mm. Yeah, wow. speaking of the Sandra Bland stuff, right? Now, Damn, again, really? in, in white folks' news, a McDonald's worker, 26, tried to drown her newborn son in the bathroom by flushing him down the toilet during her oh night. Oh, my God. She serves no jail time. Sarah Jane Lochner, 26, will not serve a day in jail after trying to down her, drown her newborn at a McDonald's where she worked in California. Now, wow. see, we, we don't play that game if you're black or white on this show, but I, we could. Because a teenage boy who um, died while playing this dangerous choking challenge, is, they're telling people to stop. He's from Evansville, Indiana. He passed away just days after strangling himself to a point that he passed out experience a high now this is not the first time that a choking challenge known as the choking gang or the faint game has resulted into a child's death so in May 2018 a 12 year old did it in Utah he died after doing that 
playing a game with some friends. And according to an article published in Time magazine a year ago, the choking game appears to date back to 1930s. Like people would even suffocate themselves and then come back breathing. And they said it's their experience on the high by choking themselves. But they're dying. So between 1995 and 2007, 82 children between the ages of 6 and 19 died after playing that game. Mostly being boys between 11 and 16, according to um, the U.S. Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Okay, so, yeah. And so the federal government stopped monitoring the game in 2008. So they don't know how many kids have fell victim to that. Now, I've never heard of that because that just doesn't, that's not our community stuff. But apparently it's happening, so it's news. I just thought I'd put that out there. Now, um, a white Virginia a, uh, Virginia cop backs out of a scheduled public apology to a student assembly because he can't handle it after telling a group of black middle school kids, wait until your ASS turns 18, then your mind. So the white Richmond, Virginia officer who cursed at a group of black middle school students and promised to publicly apologize said, he will no longer honor that signed agreement. Now, I don't know if they fired him, but he won't even apologize for saying that to some middle school kids. Mm. Yeah. Now, wow. yeah, and, and there's another shocking footage of a New Jersey cop who verbally abused two black men and threatened um, to get his 90-pound dog to rip the F out of him during the traffic stop. So their what? footage shows him... Yeah, this this footage just shows um, a police officer, a New Jersey police officer, Andrew Jock, um, abused two black men after they were pulled over in New Jersey. He threatened the men with violence after becoming irate because they because they started to record him. So he said he's going to get his 90-pound dog out and let them um, rip him um, just because they were recording him. My God. My yep. God. And have the right to record, man. Yes. Yep, and while I'm doing these news stories, because we talked about Sandra Bland, a black man was arrested by police for for refusing to give his name after his car was pulled over for an air freshener hanging from the rearview mirror. He was awarded $60,000. So I'm not going to say his name, but he was 25. He was riding in a car with three friends, all whom were black, who had just um, left a convenience store in their home town of Bakersfield, California, and um, he was using his cell phone to record the officer demanding to know the name of the other people in the car. He cited the Fourth Amendment, the Fourth and Fifth Amendment of the Constitution, and he refused to provide his name because the Fourth Amendment um, prohibits law enforcement from unreasonable search and seizures unless there's probable cause that a crime has been committed. And the Fifth Amendment offers protection against self-incrimination and lawful, unlawful prosecution. So the police accused him of hindering an investigation and placed handcuffs on him. So he sued them, and they awarded him $60,000 because they cannot arrest you because you invoke the Fourth and Fifth Amendment rights. Even though he knows that, he still got arrested. Yeah, he still got arrested, but they, they... they they settled for sixty thousand dollars. They gave him sixty thousand dollars for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. All right, Jerome. We have time for one more story, sir. Give us a good one on the way out on Mother's Day. Okay. 
Now, this is a heartwarming Mother's Day um, story, but a Georgia woman, she bought a box of Legos at a post office auction for a gift for her child. And when she opens it, mm-hmm. found $40,000 worth of meth inside. So, happy Mother's Day. Oh. <laughs> she did not get arrested you know, I knew for committing a felony. I knew it. She turned the drugs over to a local sheriff, and the DEA agents did not arrest her. Now, I think for all the other mothers out there, y'all should have just flushed it down the toilet. Because I would not walk into a police station with $40,000 of meth. Happy Mother's Day. I knew Everybody it. have a good week. <laughs> you know, I, I, I knew he was going to do that. I knew it. I mean, it sounded too good to be true. Buddy. I knew he was going to throw a curveball in somewhere. It was heartwarming. She bought Legos for her kid. From the post office, no less. I tried. I really wow. did. <laughs> Thank you very much. All right. It is time for our final thoughts. Vanessa, final thoughts, sweetie. My final thought is be glad that you're here, whether Trump is in office or not. And if you have your mother, treasure the day that you have with your mother, because some of us don't have a mom. Some of us don't have dad. So a mother is not necessarily a man or a woman. A mother is the one who comforts you, who loves you, who takes care of you, who lets you feel loved, who encourages you. That's a mother. You know, it's it's not who the the sales are from. It's not, bless your mom is well up in her years, and you should be truly blessed to still have your mom. And that is one thing that I am jealous of other people because it's a lot to make me jealous. I don't have parents. Bobby doesn't have parents. So it is very difficult this time of the year for us. So anyway, happy Mother's Day to you guys. And for those of you that do have a mom, Love her and treasure her. Okay. Well, well like said, Vanessa. God bless you as well. All right. Smartest man in the world, Mr. Jerome Spreeman, final thoughts. Well, my final thoughts are I just still kind of feel like I want everybody to hang in there. All is well. Blessings to everybody on Mother's Day. And um, everybody have a good week. I'm going to defer the rest of my time to Elias. See you next week. And the man, he, and speaking of which, segue, beautiful segue, the man gets the first and last word here on the serious side, the one and only Mr. L.E.S. Final thoughts. Look, Daryl Morris, I love you to the moon and back, baby. Uh, thank you for all the homeschooling wisdom that you've given me. I thank God for the time that I have with you. I thank God for all, this, all, all, all the times I go to see you and the talks that you have with me. My mother is... Uh, and her older years has become a comedian. Uh, I went to go visit her yesterday, and she said, that lady across from me makes me not want to eat, and this lady has food all over her face. And I thought to myself, Mom, would you please stop? And she will not stop. She keeps going. So I just I love all my time with my mother. So all the ladies out there, I wish you a happy, happy Mother's Day, and I pray God continues to bless you all. You know, I'm a happy Mother's Day. I can't end it on that. I can't end it on that. And it's another woman in my life that has always, always been there through through rough and tough times, and that's Miss Dorothy Neville. She put her foot in my butt when she needed to, and she told me like it was. So happy Mother's Day to you, too. 
you know, there's two women in my life, uh, actually three women that were in my life uh, that I cre- credit for me being the man that I am. And, and like Mr. Elias mentioned, uh, Miss Vera Morris, Miss Lily Mae Lee, my grandmother, and my mom, Miss Dorothy Nevels, I wish you a very happy Mother's Day. And Ma, I did this on the phone with you earlier. But I want to take this opportunity to say happy Mother's Day to the mothers who have lost children on this day. Today is a very difficult day for you all. I heard from one of my dear friends who lost her son four years ago, and she said it's a struggle because on one hand, it's a day that she loves and it's a day that her daughter cherishes and wishes her happy Mother's Day, but on the same at the same time she wishes and she misses her young son. You know, all I can say to you is is that because you're parent, or I'm sorry, because your child is no longer here doesn't still make you not a good mother. You're still that parent, you're still that child's mother, you're still that child's parent. So even though your child may have gone on to a better place, remember, you are still their mother, and you should, you know, take advantage of this opportunity, and just think about all the good times, but, you know, never, ever, ever relinquish that title, because whether that child is here or not, it's still your child. So happy Mother's Day to you ladies as well. And on, on, and on that note, Mr. LES, if it's Sunday, we're talking serious stuff with Thomas and my friend. It's time for the serious side of the Jay Brown show. I want to wish my youngest daughter, uh, Mia Renee Rose, a very happy birthday. I love you to death. And there's nothing you can't do about it. So, for Vanessa Mae Bell, for Jerome, for Mr. Elliot, I'm Jay Wow. So, have a wonderful work week. Remember, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. We'll see you next week. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. You are listening to the TJRS Radio Network. Network. Network.